0: All right, Joshua chapter number one, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing what the Lord has for us uh, today as we uh, get things started off in the new year. And uh, Joshua chapter number one, we're going to read the uh, first eight verses uh, in the book of Joshua. If you can think all the way back to last year, last Sunday, I preached. Uh, from the end of the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter number 34, <clears throat> if you can think all the way back to last year, we concluded uh, our, you know, come on, I only get to tell this joke one, 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 for a very short time, we concluded our Sunday school series in the book of Deuteronomy. And I, I mentioned uh, many times throughout the message last week how there's a transition taking place Obviously, from Moses to Joshua, uh, there's a transition taking place as the people are going to go into the promised land. And today, I want to kind of build on top of that as we get into a new year and look at some new opportunities ahead of us. And I want (coughs) want us to be prepared uh, to take advantage of this. And so Joshua chapter number one, begin reading with verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, uh, the, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong, and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest <clears throat> prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Uh, We read these first eight verses of the book of Joshua, and we think about the end of the book of Deuteronomy. And last Sunday, I did bring a message entitled, Things to Remember When Entering Uncharted Territory. I want to follow on that theme today as we begin the first Sunday of a new year, and I want to preach a message entitled, Dealing with a New Start dealing with a new start. And I'll touch more on this in the introduction before we pray. Let me just say, um, a new year is a great opportunity from God. A new start is a great opportunity. Uh, God is a God, as as we know, of second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Uh, God is a God who is a very long-suffering God, and we should praise Him for that. Uh, But I believe we underestimate the new starts that we have in our life, the new opportunities. And there's some things to remember every time we enter into something new. Uh, I want to take full advantage of the year that God has given us. Uh, I hope we don't look at 2021 with dread. Pastor, you don't know what could happen. I I don't know everything that could happen. I know the Lord could come back. I know that could happen. Uh, We shouldn't look at the opportunities ahead of us with dread. And so, there's some things in Joshua chapter number one and these first eight verses that we're going to look at uh, as we think of dealing with a new start. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we pray once again this morning uh, for your blessing, your leading. Uh, Father, I pray that you'll bless the preaching of your word. The answers to life are before us this morning. Uh, There's never been a book like the book we hold in our hands, there's never been truth like the truths that we hold in our hands. May we look to them this morning for our direction. May they be our guide. Father, may we determine on this first Sunday of the new year uh, to rededicate ourselves uh, to serving you. May you bless your people today. If there's one unsaved, may they realize their need of salvation. May they be saved today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're preaching this morning. We're looking at the idea of dealing with a new start. And we certainly find in the nation of Israel a new start for God's people. As we look at our own lives, and as this would apply to us, we're certainly uh, looking at a new year. And uh, c- certainly more than probably other years, uh, we've been looking forward to the end of 2020 and looking forward to a new year. But if we're not careful, the new year, the, new, the first Sunday, the first month, before we know it, it will be the spring, it'll be the summer, it'll be the fall, and things that we want to take advantage of, we have yet to take advantage of. If we're not careful, we'll let opportunities uh, pass us by, get away from us. uh, And I don't want that to happen as we go into a new year. Uh, In life, there are new stages of life. Uh, There is a a, a two young people get married. There's a new stage. Uh, Parents for the first time, a new stage. Uh, All of your children are grown and gone. That's a a new stage, and from what I hear, that's the, one of the best stages, but anyway, that's a whole other point, uh, at, at least that's what some are telling me, but uh, the new stages, there's new new stages of life, a term that I like to use, a new season of life, um, life is, there's a flow, it's up and down, uh, some are mountaintops, some are valleys, uh, but there's definitely new seasons, uh, and, and we have to be aware that we enter a new season, sometimes we can't approach it like we did an old season. Uh, And when we go into a season, understand that eventually we're going to come out of that season of life and we're going to go into another season. Uh, But it's a new opportunity. Uh, A lot of times, we as people, it is natural for us to uh, get get comfortable. We like our routine, and there's certainly some security in our routine. Uh, But I want us to this morning, as we look at the book of Joshua, think of the new opportunities that were before them. And, and before I move into the message this morning, uh, you know, what God gives us, when we grow in the Lord, God gives us a new opportunity at life. Uh, we could give testimony this morning, and if we had time, and we'll, not, of course, not take the time, many of you could give testimony that God is doing some things in your life you never thought possible. It's a new life for you. Maybe you've been saved for some time, but you've since been plugged into the things of God. You're serving the Lord and His church, and it's just been a whole new, li- new way of life for you. And it's a wonderful, wonderful life. There's no greater new than the new birth. Remember when you got saved, and you were saved out of death into life. That new birth. And what an exciting time in the the life of a person to experience the joy of salvation and to feel the weight uh, fall off their shoulders. And it's a it's a new start. It's a new birth. We look into our text, and of course, because of our Sunday School series through the book of Deuteronomy, we're very familiar with this period of history. Uh, And even last week, we finished that series with God's people and and Moses, God transferring that leadership from Moses to Joshua. Uh, God's people are going to go from wandering to occupying and possessing the land that God has given them. There's going to be new things for them. And because we understand that God used Joshua in a great way, and we can read of the heroics, if I can use that term, of Joshua and his strong leadership and how God used him to establish his people in this new land, I'm afraid sometimes we make the mistake with Joshua that we make with most Bible characters, we just assume they weren't like us. We just assume they didn't have failures, and they did. We just assume they they had all the talents and abilities that we don't have, and that's why God used them in the way that he used them, but that's not true. I mean, sometimes we think that they were supernatural, but they were not. They were flesh and blood, just like you and I are flesh and blood. Now, Joshua, as I've mentioned in previous weeks and in previous messages, I think Joshua is is an underrated Bible character. I think Joshua was a mighty man. I think Joshua was a great man. I think because the Moses was such a large presence, he cast a very big shadow, and sometimes Joshua would get lost in there, but make no mistake, Joshua was a great leader in his own right. He was a greatly used man. But I have a hard time thinking that Joshua didn't have any self-doubt. Joshua was a bold man. Joshua was so bold that as he's battling the enemies of God, he would say, God, would you just have the sun stand still? He's pretty bold. God answered that request. Uh, He was a a man that was very assertive in his leadership. Uh, But now comes a transition time. It's a new day. Joshua, I'm certain, was very comfortable in his old responsibilities. What were his old responsibilities? Moses said, go kill those people. That's what he did. Now he has to lead the people. Now don't get me wrong, he's still going to kill a whole lot of people. But now he has greater leadership abilities. Make no mistake about it, if we get a sense from reading Scripture of the greatness of Moses, certainly those that were close up with him understood the greatness of Moses. Can you imagine the weight of the responsibility that was now on the shoulders of Joshua? The weight of being the leader of God's people. Everyone looking to Him as they enter into the promised land. We find that Moses, as I preached last week, it, that generation is coming to a close. A new generation is coming on the scene. A period of history is closing in the history of God's people, and a new period is beginning. And what signifies this is the transfer of leadership between Moses and Joshua. And God, of course, has established this transition. And I believe in that transition, we're going to find some things that give security. Because if, as we face a new year, let me remind us, and I'll get a little bit ahead of myself, while the year is new, God is still the same. You may be facing a new opportunity, but God is still the same. You may, in the, into your 2021, there may be somebody in here, you may be, oh, I'm so glad 2020 is over. Your ch- greater challenges may be in the year ahead of us. A new season of life may come upon you this year, but let me remind you, while things around us may change and people may come on the scene and God may remove them off of the scene, let me remind you as we look at that, transformation or that transition there are some things that you and i can look to as we deal with a new start well certainly the things that i'm going to mention this morning can apply to a new year i want to take advantage of this new year i, I want i want this to be the greatest year in spite of what may happen around us and in spite of what may take place do you realize as a child of god we can still have victory we can still have a great, great victories in this year. And as a church, I want this to be the most exciting year we've had. I want God to do greater miracles than he's ever done. There is new opportunity ahead of us, and we're going to deal with some new things. Apply these things this morning as a as, as situation you may find yourself in. But I want us to look, first of all, if you look at me in verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass. Notice very carefully your Bible. It came to pass. What came to pass? The leadership of Joshua. But it could not come to pass until after the death of Moses. See, God has to remove some things before new things can come. That's a great principle for you and I not to miss. Now, after the death of Moses, let me say, number one, as we deal with a new star, you, we may face new challenges. And as we see, after the death of Moses things are not going to be the same. There's going to be new challenges. There's going to be new opportunities. In that new, change comes, notice that word, after. There is great opportunity after. Hey, 2020 was a different year, was it not? There's great opportunity after. And sometimes the thing that looks like the biggest uh, 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 unfortunate circumstance, the biggest heartache, the most insecurity, like losing Moses who had literally been with them since they left bondage and now brings them to the promised land. He had become their security. Now their security is taken away. But Joshua is going to take them to victory, but not until after as great as Moses was, please don't miss this. You're going to have to use your, your, your minds today. As great as Moses was because of what God had decreed when Moses had, had his failure. Moses could not go into the promised land. So before God could fulfill his promise, there had to be an after Moses. And sometimes we hang on and we hang on and we hang on, but God's plan is for the victory to come in the after. And sometimes the change is not something uh, that we should bemoan. The change is not something that we should lament. Sometimes it is necessary in order for God to bring in the victory, in order for God to fulfill His promise. So no matter what takes place in 2021, don't be afraid of the after. Because many times God does His greatest work in the after. Well, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do after. Many things are inserted in that after. After my loved one has been taken from me. After I lost my job. After these, these circumstances took place. Well, friend, if you and I, when we lose something, we ought to look in the after. And when you deal with a new start, uh, let me remind you that as you face new challenges, uh, they come, and we see in, in, in we've seen the example of God's people, and from Moses to Joshua, it was after the death of Moses. There's always something, and when it comes to a new year on this first Sunday of 2021, that, that after is after the old year is over. It, you can't have 2021 until 2020 is over. Uh, there has to be that after. And so let's not be afraid of a new start, new opportunity, and realize that it's in the after that comes new opportunity. Let me say, move quickly to number two. I said number one, as we deal with a new start, There's gonna, we're going to face new challenges. Number two, I want to say, remember old promises. As... We look at verse number two. We're reminded Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Notice in verse three, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you. Notice these words, as I said unto Moses. What was God reminding Joshua? He was reminding him of old promises. See, there's new challenges, but let me remind you, they're still the same old promises. And I don't know everything that you're going to face this year. I don't know everything I'm going to face as an individual this year. I don't know the things that you're going to face as a ho- in your home. I don't know all the things we're going to face in, 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 our, in our church and as a church. But I do know this, we have the same old promises. God's Word was true in the promised land, just like it was before they went into the promised land. God's word was true with Moses, just as it was with Joshua. And that's what God was reminding Joshua, just as I said unto Moses, it is going to be true. Everywhere your foot steps, I'm going to give it to you. And he had to remind Joshua that in a new day, in a new land, in new opportunity, the same old promises is what ought to give you security. The same old promises is what ought to give you strength. The same old promises ought to what. Should be your motivation. This morning, I i don't know what we're going to face in 2021. The Lord may come back in 2021, and that would be a wonderful thing. But let me tell you, whatever we deal with, we've got the same old promises. But Pastor, what are we going to do as a church? Well, we're going to do what this book says because we have the same old promises. Parent, as you rear your children, these promises are still true and in 2021, just like they've always been. Child of God, this book is true. It's the same old promises. We face new challenges, and then because something is new, we enter a new season in life, we want to reinvent everything in our life. We ought to just go back to the same old promises. Well, my my life has been turned upside down. We'll go back to the same old promises. We, we, we We have something new in our life, the same old promises. Remember that what God had said or what told Moses was good enough for Joshua. God was saying, Joshua, just what I said to Moses is good for you. And can I also say this morning that what God had promised Moses and Joshua, the promises are still true. Still true. Uh, What this book says it's still true in your life. It's still true in my life. It's still true. Can I tell you? Say, America's in trouble. You, you, statistics that I heard, read yesterday, the more babies were, have been aborted in the last year, far exceeding what COVID killed. And I'm not minimizing a sickness, but I'm just thinking we, we, we probably ought to give some attention to the real scourge in our nation. <clears throat> so we have our problems. I don't know what we're going to face in this new year, but I know this this Bible is true. This, this, this Bible is not changing. We've got to remember God's promises. We move quickly to number three, and I'll spend more time on number three and number four. As we discover in the first several verses of chapter number one of the book of Joshua, we see the after the death of Moses. And God is reminding Joshua that, as I said unto Moses then we see in verse number five, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I said number one, we're, as we, face, we face new challenges, number two, we remember old promises. Number three, we serve, we serve the same God. He says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. we ought got to focus on our God and the fact that he is with us. I was saying about this this morning. God is with us, but sometimes I wonder if we're with God. As long as we go where God sends us, God will be with us. Uh, Why should he have confidence? Notice in verse number 6. Joshua is told to be strong and have a good courage. Verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous. Why would God tell Joshua to be strong and have great courage? Was He giving him a a, 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 a speech to pump him up? Was this one of those self-help sessions so you could believe in yourself? No, the answer is right before. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And Joshua, if you'll get a hold of the fact that just like I was with Joseph, I'll be with you, then you can have the confidence to go be strong. Then you can be courageous. When a Christian's not courageous, he's forgotten who his God is. When a church retreats, they've forgotten who their God is. Just be strong and courageous. You think about this, what this must have done. We read it in the pages of Scripture, and certainly it speaks to our heart. But can you imagine being Joshua and the memories that came to his mind when God says, as I was with Moses. As Moses parted that Red Sea, God will be with me as he was with Moses. Moses. Moses comes down off that mountain with the glow of God on him. As he was with Moses, he'll be with me. How could that not give Joshua courage? God had to remind Joshua who his God was. God had to remind Joshua it's not all about you. You be faithful. You do what I command you to do. But the same God Moses had is the same God that's sending you. It's the same God that's fighting the battles for you. Hey, Joshua, when you get in that land, they're not going to be afraid of you as much as they are of me. They're going to they're come, and they're going to come to you and say, we've heard of Jehovah. Let's make peace. It's It's not... We've heard of Moses. It's they've heard of me. And friend, you and I need to be reminded the same God Moses had is my God, is your God. The same God Joshua had courage to to fight for and he could depend on is the same God you and I have, the same God that commissions us, the same God that says, press forward the same God that says reach this world the same God that says be faithful the same God that says overcome the same God that says don't quit the same God that says endure to the end that is the God that you and I have is the same God that Moses had I think sometimes we forget that my God's not dead my God's not stone or wood My God created all things. My God is so great, He uses the earth as His footstool. My God is so great, He named all the stars. Think about that for a moment. Think about the millions of stars in our galaxy and the millions we're not even aware of and we cannot even see and God knows them by name. If God knows the stars by name, He certainly knows you. He certainly knows your need. <clears throat> he certainly knows what you're going through. He certainly knows what's in your future. And you and I can be of great courage. Because Moses' is God is my God. Joshua's God is my God. Friend, I don't know what you're going to face this year. But if you got a new start you got a new opportunity. And sometimes we get those new opportunities and we think they're too big for us. Certainly you look at a new responsibility Joshua had. I'm not sure anybody here in their right mind will want that responsibility. But it wasn't just a new responsibility. With that new responsibility came a new opportunity. And sometimes those new responsibilities, those new opportunities, they can be scary. They can be intimidating sometimes what we need to be reminded is just the fact that we can be strong. We can be courageous. Not because of our own ability, but because of who our God is. And our God is faithful. Our God is true. And you and I, we can be courageous. We can be strong. Let me tell you this morning, you got a burden. You can deal with it. You can't carry it. You can't overcome. You can't endure. You don't have to quit on God. Well, pastor, it's it, it's, it's 2020. Look what 2021 did to us in the in the pandemic. Look what's going on in our country. You can survive. You will be okay. Not because of your ability, but because we have a God who's greater than all. Uh. Pastor, are you nervous about what the future may bring? Not so much. Not to say I don't have fears. Everybody has some fears. But I just got to be reminded who my God is. God wasn't scared of Pharaoh. If God's not scared of Pharaoh, there's there's not a ruler on this earth he's scared of. He's afraid of. There's too many Christians bailing out on God. We have a God who's the God of Moses. The God of Joshua. The God of this Bible. Hey, Christian, be strong. Be courageous. Well, all you got to do is stick your head up in the world we live in and everybody's telling you to be afraid and to retreat and to give up and give in. But I'm here to tell you this morning that we have a God who's the same God as Moses that says the church is never to retreat, the church is to press forward. The Christian's never to give up, the Christian's to stand and be what the Christian's supposed to be. And for you and I today, no matter what we may face, new responsibility, new opportunity, new struggles, new trials, whatever it may be, You've got the same God that Moses had. I don't know if that encourages you. Some of you I don't think anything could encourage you right now, unless I said, let's bow for closing prayer, that would encourage you. We've got the same God that Moses had. We we'll go to number four. We said number one, when dealing with a new start, we're going to face new challenges. But we're going to be reminded of old promises. We serve the same God. And number four, you can achieve good success. Look at verse number seven. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. God goes on to tell Joshua not to turn from the right hand or to the left. And because you don't turn one way or another and you stay, true to my word, the end of verse number 7 says you're going to prosper. And in verse number 8, perhaps the most well-known verse in this chapter, the Bible says this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. This is a good time for we as Christians to be reminded that success comes from God. It doesn't come from this world. Well, no, that this world you can have success. Well, let me put that in perspective. Thou shalt have good success. God's blessings and God's success is good success. And we can have good success. Now, one thing I do want to point out before I spend remainder time on on number four, I find it very interesting, and I don't find it an accident, that God is giving Joshua a new generation instruction based on the example of the previous generation. God is very careful and clear, and I hope you've seen it this morning in each one of our statements and points that we make, that he refers back to Moses. This could be a sermon inside the sermon. It's important for us to be faithful so that we can be the right kind of example for a new generation. But the secret to our future is always our past. What... We, we live in a day when everything wants to be new, in a new way, in a new opportunity. No, 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 we need to go back to the old black book, go back to the way it's always been. Uh, even in our own nation, we're, we're deciding whether or not we're going to go back to the way our nation was founded or, or, or create a new nation. For one, I know where I vote on that. But well, let's not miss the point that we can achieve good success, but Moses isn't there now. And they were, their security was partly tied to Moses. And now it is a new leader, it is a new opportunity, it is new challenges, and God assures them they can have good success. Let's look very quickly at where the success comes from. In verse number 7, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. This is very important. He said all the law. I wonder how much Bible Christians ignore. How much effort do we make in following God's word? We probably all have a Bible in our lap this morning. But do we make an effort to follow it? When we fail, do we stop to correct ourselves so that we can follow it? He says if you follow all the law, and friend, this morning, everything God put in his book is important to him. And can I just interject? Whether or not you think it applies in 2020 or not is irrelevant. And quite frankly, it's probably insulting to an almighty God. If God said it, it's important to him. And we have a responsibility to follow the word of God. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. What will help you and what will help me In a new year, when we face a new season, we face a new opportunity, we face new responsibility, you face a new day, what will help all of us is not to turn to the right hand or to the left. Too many times Christians make emotional decisions and instead of staying focused on the Word of God, they jerk the wheel. In their life they make an extreme decision which all we're supposed to well pastor what if this comes out what what does what if what if this happens and what if they say we have to do this what are we going to do we're going to not go to the right hand we're not going to the left hand we're going to follow the word of God well pastor I, I lost this what should I do stay focused on the word of God the most secure thing you and I have in our life is this book Psalms 119, verse 89 reminds us that forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's it's settled. It's a foundation that will never change. The Bible doesn't change what's changing, Christians. In 2020, in the midst of everything that took place, did you find yourself drifting to the right or drifting to the left? Or just not paying attention to what we should be focused on? You know, you hear in all this political talk today, and certainly it's news of relevance and things that we ought to be paying attention to. You may hear from kind of, don't listen to all the noise and just focus on, and there's some truth to that. But in life, if we're going to stay focused on the Word of God, we've got to not listen to all the noise and determine we're not going to go to the right hand, we're not going to go to the left hand. We're going to stay focused on God's Word. And we have the promise that we'll prosper. Let me get to verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. I'm spending some time, and the remainder of our time, in this last point, in these last two verses, because this is really what I'd like to get out of this message. One, I want us to have some confidence that no matter what we may face in our future, we've got a God who never changes. We've got a God who will strengthen us, empower us, deliver us, is faithful to us, just as He was with Moses, He'll be with us. I want us to, to be reminded of that. But, but I, I want us as God's people to reevaluate our relationship with God's Word. And what I mean by that is, where do we get our confidence? Do we get our confidence in that book? Or do we get our confidence in our circumstances? Do we get our confidence in our relationship with the Word of God? Or do we get our confidence in our relationship with man? And if God's people, generally speaking, but certainly applicable to us, would hold to the Word of God, it'd make a change in our world. There'd be a lot less discouraged Christians. There'd be a lot fewer scared Christians. Because the Word of God is what we depend on and we build our lives on. Now, notice I've already mentioned that we shouldn't go to the right hand or to the left, but notice what verse number 8 says. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Think about what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that God is saying to Joshua, uh, if you're going to have that good success, you've got to think about my Word all the time. Pastor, we got to think about it all day? Oh, yeah, and all night, too. We should keep our focus completely on Him. Now, I'm, I'm going to try, try and help all of us this morning. The reason why Christians fail in that area is because they're meditating on other things. Their, 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 their mind is occupied with what man says is success, instead of what God says is success. They put more stock in Wikipedia and Google than they do God's Word. They make more decisions based on what somebody posts on social media or what somebody likes on social media than what that book says. I'm not a... I'm not against sports. Those of you know me know I like sports, but sometimes our mind is too preoccupied on leisure than it is on this book. Now, and again, I'm not preaching against sports. I mean, if you're going to watch football, watch good football. Certain teams you want to stay away from. So I know you won't be watching the Jaguars today. But anyway, um, what is our priority? Do you want good success? Well, before we can talk about meditating there on day and night, don't you think it would be necessary for us to take time every day and at least read it? You can't meditate on that which you don't have any knowledge of. You can't think about that which you don't know. You can't muse over that which you're not familiar with, you haven't read. And the more we read the Word of God, the more we're going to think about it. I have to, you you may or may not know this about me, but I like to read. I have to be careful of what I read and when I read it, because it will occupy my mind. Sometimes I even get emails and texts. I was like, Pastor, did you not get it? Yes, I got it. I knew it was an emergency. I didn't read it because I didn't want to occupy my mind at that particular time. We must use those same thoughts and principles when it comes to the Word of God. And this is where I'll use some of the things that's going on in our day. Don't, Don't let the news fill your mind when the Bible ought to be filling your mind? The world's not coming to an end in spite of what the news media says. Uh, There's a lot of, not just people, there's a lot of Christians living in fear. And I'm not minimizing sickness, I'm not minimizing anything, but they're living in fear. Because if they're meditating, can I say fake news from the pulpit? They're, they're meditating on fake news, or they're meditating on somebody with an agenda, or they're meditating on what is, what is broadcast over and over instead of meditating on this book. I, I have, I, I'm a man like you're a man, but I've got to determine if I'm going to be afraid or if I'm going to have strength and confidence. If we would get in this book, it would help us. We must meditate therein day and night. You it know, it'd do us better if we would meditate on the Bible more than we meditate on Hollywood. Can I just go on record? I, I don't have any. I, I don't care what LeBron James says about really anything. I don't know where that came from, but I, I'm I'm glad to say it. Oprah, either. because I put Oprah? Dr. Phil? you you know, anyway. Uh, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. What does God say? Make a plan to do what you've read. You don't have to raise your hand. You anybody make any New Year's resolutions? From the look of you, no. No. <laughs> Statistically, 80, I think it's more than 80%, at least 80% of all New Year's resolutions are out the window by the first week of February. And the, the top ones statistically, I don't know how they, they know this. Um, exercise more, lose weight, save money, and stop smoking. Those are like the those are like the top ones. And then by the beginning of February, eight percent is gone. And part of that is because there's no plan to do it. You know, it is easy to take out a piece of paper and say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And then we set that down, and it comes the first week of February. It's like, did I really say I was going to do that? I meant next year I'm going to do that. But you know, you can accomplish things if you make a plan to do it. There's got to be a plan to do it. And what is God saying in verse number 8? Observe to do according to all that is written therein. Make a plan, observe to do what God has said. You know, every time the Bible is preached, every time the Bible is taught, every time we read it, God speaks to us. And when the word of God is preached, there's no doubt in my mind that even in this service, God has spoken to the hearts of men. What kind of plan are you going to put to that? Well, I want to. It's a new year. I want to read my Bible through this year. We have the, the reading chart. I want to read my Bible every day. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna decide to do that. Okay. Where is it in your schedule? Well, I want to have a prayer life, Pastor. I want to know. I want to know what it's like to have answered prayer. Okay. Where's your plan? Where's your list? Where's it at in your schedule? Pastor, I'm gonna give this year. I'm gonna get that tithing thing down, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give more. Okay. Where's it at in your budget? I, I want to I be a greater witness. I know God says that I should be a witness, all right? Have you grabbed some gospel tracts on the way out the door? Have you put them in your pocket? Have you put them in your purse? Have you made a plan that this is what you're going to do? Or maybe there's something else that the, when you read the Bible, God speaks to your heart and you say, I need to make a change. Or the the invitation is given. There's an opportunity for you to do business with God. It, it, it is good to acknowledge it and say, yes, I I am acknowledging that the Spirit of God is speaking to my heart, but observe to do. What are you going to do to put it into motion? If we lived as much Bible as we knew, you think it'd make a difference? There's a lot of Christians who can quote a lot of Scripture that aren't in church today, they can make a difference. Observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I'll close with this just like there's an after, there's a then. God will bless and God will give good success, but there's a then. Well, I want God to bless me. Okay. Do what God says to do to be blessed. Uh, We can have good success in a new year, a new start, new opportunity, change. We can assure ourselves that there's going to be new challenges. But remember, there's old promises. We serve the same God, and we can achieve good success, but it is contingent on the word of God. God has never been concerned with a consensus. He's only been concerned with what he has said. He's not concerned with what society accepts or rejects. He's concerned with what he has said. He, 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 and this is what we need to be reminded of as Christians, is we move forward in a new year as God's church and God's people. We have got to not move to the left, not move to the right, observe to do. What's the plan? How are we going to do it? And it all hinges on our obedience to the Word of God. Are you spending time? Determine now that you're going to spend time in this book. Do the Bible that you know to do. Make a goal to do all that you know to do. And none of us are perfect and are ever going to achieve perfection. But when we fail, we ought to immediately acknowledge it and do what we can do in our life to correct it. Then we'll have good success. God is the same God He's always been. And we can with confidence move forward in a new year. And this year is laying the groundwork for what I believe God is going to do for us this year. And we can do what God wants us to do if we do it according to His word. If we obey His word. We have a plan to do. So let's, in a new year, let's remember... Let's stay faithful. Let's stay faithful to Him. Father, I pray that...